Like the kids are our future. Like I know it sounds so cliche, but like they are. Like if we want things to change, they will not change overnight. They will change in generations. And how do we do that? With our kids. And we don't give them any agency until they're 18. And then we're like, okay, now figure it out. Like what? Like you had them under your wing for 18 years. Like you validate them. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the movement maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the maestro and you're about to get maestro by. Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We are continuing with our State of the Union series. I don't know when it's going to end. We're just going to keep going until I'm like, okay, we're done. But we're continuing with that series today and I have yet another repeat guest and I'm super stoked. We were chatting a little bit beforehand and I think this one might take a little bit of a different route than the other ones and I'm, I'm just so here for it. So... I have with me today my good friend, Dr. Stephanie Hines. She's been on the show before. She is a she has a business owner, right? She has her own practice, uh, concierge PT. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a travel PT or was a travel PT. She did the whole RV life. And we talked about that last time and just, just incredible stuff. And I'm really excited to talk to her about what life has looked like for her because I kind of feel like She's perhaps one of the most prepared guests that I've brought on. And I'm just really stoked to hear how life has changed, if it has changed, where things are going. I know she's been following some new people and, and reflecting on their ideas. And I'm just, I'm really, really excited about this episode. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Dr. Stephanie Hine. Welcome, homie. Hi, it's so nice to be here. <laughs> Again, Steph, I know. I'm like, this is just, I've been, again, thank you for, for being so accommodating with this, but I just all day I've been smiling, thinking about this, this conversation. Just, in general, you're just such a just dope human and you make me feel so seen and supported. And, and thank you for that. Like, it's just, I'm really, I'm really grateful for you. So thank you for everything. You're welcome. Let's start off with that. So I'm going to quickly pass the mic over to you and. Can you, I'm trying to think about where I even want to start. Could you maybe just give us a little recap, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, we will, of course, link this, the first episode in the show notes, but could you maybe give us a little recap as to what life was like for you before the Rones hit? <laughs> yes. So, like, backstory, um, my husband and two kids and two dogs, um, six almost six years ago, we sold our house, sold everything, bought an RV, um, and then started uh, doing travel therapy. And we went all over Oregon, Texas, Florida, or uh, California, and like all the spaces in between. And did that for, I don't know, maybe three years, four years. And then my husband took um a summer or summer fall and hiked on the Pacific Crest Trail for several hundred miles 
And then we spent a winter or two months in New Zealand um, before kind of coming back here and pivoting of sorts. Um, And I started my own business and my husband started managing his family's farm back here in Indiana. So we've spent the last, oh, like six months kind of setting roots and we built a house and I'm doing my business thing. We homeschool our kids, which are, they're six and eight. So Griffin and Amelia. Um, yeah. Amazing. So that's kind of our, so, our backstory. Yeah. Steph, when you decided to start putting some roots down, was there a specific reason? Were you tired of the RV um, life or what happened there? So I think like, I don't want to say like the newness wore off, but it, like we knew we could do it. Like it wasn't yeah. like a new thing. Like, yes, we got to see new places and go to like, um, meet new people and all that kind of stuff. But like the actual act of living in an RV wasn't, I don't know, almost complacent. You know, you're just living your life mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, kids are getting older and our both of our folks are back here um, in Indiana. So we had an opportunity, Tim had an opportunity to take over um, managing the farm. And I knew I didn't want to go back and just like hop into like a nine to five job. Um, so I've kind of, it, it's kind of a a la carte, like create your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my business goes, I'm doing a lot of different things. I have really no niche except for the, the, the avenue in which I deliver my services, which is going to my clients. So that's kind of my niche. Um, and you get the one-on-one care and all of that. So um, I uh, love it. This is a good segue. So can you give me a time frame on you moving back? Like when mm-hmm. was this? So we moved back in 2018 and then I just did like I picked up work at like where I PRN'd where I had worked previously and because we knew we were going to do New Zealand and build a house and all that. So I had just did that as far as to have an income and then um, like July 1st was like my end date of my commitments, like work, work commitments of 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I started, you know, I was getting all my quote unquote ducks in a row as far as like LLC and like paperwork, all those types of things. Um, business, the financial side of like accounts and all that kind of stuff set up so that I was ready to do my own thing on the 1st of July a year ago. So that's wild. That's wild. All right. So last year, you're just getting started, like, you know, starting, hopefully, you know, putting some roots, thinking about the beginnings of the business. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the concierge things, which, which I love. And that, totally, that is a, a niche. That's absolutely <laughs> for the style of delivery. Absolutely. As we start to go into Corona, what does life look like for you folks did you have the how far along were you with building we had like a bare pad like the dirt pad come back so we were um granted we like the immediate acreage is like 80 acres here so like we had room but we were living in our rv still and yeah yeah and it was still cold at that point in time here um thankfully we have i have amazing in-laws that live like 
across the yard. So my kids could spend a lot of time there playing and things like that to have space. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we um, hadn't started building the house. So it was, um, and we weren't, I wasn't working. I, the, I put a halt, I don't even know what date, like mid-February, I think I put a halt and wasn't seeing any in-person visits. I was checking in with my clients and doing like some Zoom calls and things like that, but nothing, I mean, nothing regimented by any means. Um, And then the one clinic I work at one day a week, um, they closed down too for a couple months. So I literally lived at the farm. I went to the grocery store for myself and my in-laws and that was about the only places we went. This is wild. Steph, did did your life change when, as all of this started happening, like I feel like so many people, you know, as an outsider, I feel like so many people, this, like, their life was just uprooted. Everything was so different and people were scrambling. Mm-hmm. Did that happen for um, you? Kind of yes and no. Like I was home all the time, which was <laughs> awesome, to be honest. Um, but we already homeschool our kids. So like, we didn't have that whole like shuffle scramble of like virtual school. Um, I like props, mad props to the parents that pivoted to that because that is not at all what homeschool looks like. It is not regimented like that. If the, the, you know, there's no, at least in my Mm -hmm. state in Indiana, like it's pretty free for all. You just have to clock 180 days of like instruction. So, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really laid back. So homeschool for us is very kid-led, self-directed. So it didn't change much for them. My kids loved it because I was home and around. Um, yeah. My husband works on the farm, so that didn't change. And he's kind of a – he's not a huge people person. He likes to stay home, so it wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal for him. So, But I'm definitely privileged in that I wasn't we, – we weren't scrambling for finances. We had stuff and savings we weren't um, – I could take that time off and not be scrambling. So there was definite pri- privilege there for us. Dude, I I love everything you're saying. I'm writing down stuff over <laughs> here. So there's been a common and common threads um everyone that I've brought on for this and I've, I try I'm doing my best to like bring on different demographics, different like, you know, backgrounds things like that and then different uh, fields that people are in. But this common theme of like prepared in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. um not that anyone was like i'm ready for the zombie apocalypse but just having savings having some things Mm -hmm. in order um and it's it's made it a bit easier for people to weather the weather the storm Mm -hmm. do your kids know what's happening do they know that there's like a pandemic yeah like like they talk about the virus like they know that they have to wear their masks if we go out and things like that so no, I mean, not in like a fear sense or an anxiety sense, mm-hmm. at least as far as what they're presenting or it's like talking about. Um, so no, but again, they didn't have their life wasn't completely yeah. flipped upside down and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't see all their friends that they see every day and all that stuff. They they didn't really have that. This is so, this is so the, everything is so different mm-hmm. from anything I know. And it's just, it's to me fascinating, fascinating to hear as this is unfolding and we'll get into kind of like, I don't know, maybe like the next track side of things, mm-hmm. but as this is unfolding and you're seeing all these things going on, going down, what's your, what's the word Re- reaction you're feeling? Are you like, yeah, I'm really glad that we had these in place. Mm-hmm. Are you, is there any fear from, from your side of things? Like what, what are you feeling during this time? What, during that, what were you feeling? Yeah, like it definitely made 
like everybody jokes like it's the great pause or whatever. And and yeah. I think it was, especially for again, our family, but like me personally as to what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted, what I want mm-hmm. and what I get are two different things. I know that, but um thank you, Nick Strack, for that. But um anyway, um what I would like life, quote unquote, life to look like. And it definitely made me think about that and how I wanted to move forward in my business, as well as like, even like, further deepening into like this self-directed learning with my kids, because I still was caught up in this like, oh, um, they call it like de-schooling. It's because I grew up in a traditional public school system. And so you have that mindset of like, this is when you're supposed to learn this and this is how you know you have mm-hmm. to take tests and all that. And we, um, so I struggled with that. I struggled with comparing, okay, my kids need to be above and beyond what public school kids are so that people don't judge me for uh-huh, homeschooling uh-huh. my kids. So um, that, I did a lot of work around that. And that's not just been since the, since um, Rona, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely, like completely embraced that. Like my kids are learning. My kids are um, thriving in the environment in which we are providing for them. So it it definitely further um, enforces that. Have you had anyone reach out? I feel like, again, I don't have kids, so I I can't be like, oh, I understand. Mm -hmm. But this statement that you just said at the end, my kids are learning. Yeah. As the other parents had to, I mean, but you know, yes. Mm -hmm. And yet we switch to distance learning and parents are just thrust into this very different role and like still having like a traditional like 18 million hour long day, but that's on the computer. Did you have any discussions with other with other parents mm-hmm. and like just around this idea of like what learning looks like now and people kind of reframing things or asking things? Was that yeah. was that a thing for yeah. you? Yeah. Um not maybe as much like in person, but like online space, like people that yeah. I've connected with, yes, definitely reached out and asking. I think, <laughs> and I don't know if some of us like people associate like school and learning and like outside of that, we don't yeah. learn. I'm like, what did your kids do for five years before school? Like they learned <laughs> things, you know, they're walking and talking, yeah. like that's learning. So um, wow. I guess kind of that's putting people so at good. ease um, that, yeah, it's okay. Like, it, yes, it's it stinks, but kids weren't complaining that they weren't in school for school. They were more <laughs> like, I miss the people. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss the connection. Yeah. Like, that's like the big yeah. overarching theme of it. Wow. Have you seen any people? Uh, I don't know, if an increase of people that are moving to homeschooling. I mean, like, yes, they're they are homeschooling, but. Mm-hmm. Has anyone reached out and is like, actually, no, I'm going to pull my student, my kid out of the school system, yes. virtual, whatever? Yes. I have um, a friend that she has two kids. And when they had to switch to in-home learning, um, she's like, man, like my daughter is sleeping better. Her attitude is better, like all of this stuff. And oh. so they actually this year then um, decided to start homeschooling their kids. So, you know, I... Wow. I'm sure there are other stories like that out here, but that's like one yeah. that I know personally. Um, this is well, Doctor um, Erica. Yeah, she um, is that. What, yeah, wow. she's doing some sort of blended type um, homeschool with her kid too. So that's like it's just it's really nice to see people realizing not realizing they have options, but mm-hmm. maybe being okay 
taking those options. Like, I think people knew they were there, but then, like you said, like I, Ellie put that part before about like I need my kids to be ahead so that mm-hmm. they don't judge me. Yeah, I know, and, and that's like, on me. Like that's a, not my kids. Yeah. My kids aren't sitting with like, oh, I, I don't know this, and my friends yeah. do. So. <sighs> It's, it's like that's so so interesting mm-hmm. so interesting so big question then where do you and we'll, well we will circle back to the kind of the next track thing but where do you have any like a hypothesis or where you see things going i mean your life stays the same but like in general any idea? like for just in general our our for schooling, oh, for schooling. and kind of yeah. What's, yeah yeah so i mean granted the last three months have been my kids, let me tell you, like self-directed to the max because <laughs> we've been building a house. Like they're learning all those things. Yeah. Um, but as far as any kind of sit down structured, we really haven't done much of that in the last three months, but we provide them with an opportunity. They get so much free play and it is so, I don't know, it's awesome to see what they come up with. I mean, we have chickens and we have a, they have a bunny. And so like they're making food for them and they're doing all these things. They get to watch wild crats and then they go and like mimic and like recreate and like their imaginations are just astounding. (laughs) Like I'm a little jealous. So, um, yeah, so I don't see that. Um, we will start as winter comes, we're inside more, kind of inside Mm -hmm. more. And so we'll spend more time, with those types of things. But um, no, I sit down like my kids, I didn't teach them to read, but like they can read. It's not like we sat down and we like, this is the letter A and this is what it sounds like. Like we just read to our kids. We give them opportunities. They each have like, like Nat Geo kids and highlights. It's like stuff that they're interested in. And mm-hmm. like Griffin reads the cereal boxes. I know gasp. I let my children eat cereal, but um, <laughs> he can learn it. And you know what? He knows what calories are and things like that. Wow. So, this is, yeah. it's just so different stuff than like anything. We I mean, we talked about this last time too, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, I don't see it every day. Sure. I'm just like, yo, like she's doing this mm-hmm. and this works out for mm-hmm. her like ah just so let's talk a little bit about perhaps your uh endeavor into the world of of next track yes uh, so for you folks listening um we will link that episode in the show notes i brought on next track after attending james olivia's James Olivia Chu Hillman. I'll also uh, have the editor link that episode as well. Um, but I attended a uh, workshop during racism and Rones, and it was probably the biggest learning opportunity that I've had during this this time mm-hmm. of lockdown, and just opening my eyes to so much and, and putting words and definitions and, and more concrete thoughts to like feelings and stuff that I had. And Nick Strack was the moderator uh, for that call. I also brought Nick Strack on uh, to the podcast. And Nick Strack does a lot of work with parenting and kind of parents getting right with themselves first. And, uh, you know, I noticed after that, that Steph was like, liking the posts and sharing the sharing the mm-hmm. their posts to, to your store to her stories and I was like ah this makes a lot of sense so for you folks listening that's the background mm-hmm. uh Steph would you like to I me mean, just give you a kind of the, the floor here and, and you can riff on yeah any any revelations or anything you had mm-hmm. yeah so I mean 
grateful for you for introducing me to like James Olivia Two Hillman and Nick Strat because that stuff resonates so much with I think the way my thoughts already were trending but it like you said it like put language to it um which we don't realize like language is really language matters (laughs) and like it's important (laughs) to be able to like express that and I'm by no means a an expert at that. But um, so I took their um, capacity workshop yeah. this summer and it was like a two, like a two weekend kind of thing, just like a virtual two hours each, each day, but it was like separated. So you had time to kind of like, mm-hmm. no, like marinate with what, what was brought yes. up and things like that. Um, and they have such, oh gosh, it's their approach to parenting yourself and your kids is um well it's unlike anything I've ever been introduced to or even really thought about like that the responses that I have or sometimes reactions over responses that I have to my kids are like rooted in my own either how I was parented or what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get out of it like it's on me not on them and so I I'm it's a work in progress and i I don't know that, you know, I don't know that achieving, there's not like this, I don't have this end goal of it. It's like just allowing my kids to be themselves and, um, yeah, pausing, like, you know, like the year of the pause is kind of been what this is. Like I do, I try to pause more when they are bringing up things in me that I'm like, Ooh, I need to sit with that just a little bit and (laughs) figure out why I'm responding to them in the way that I am. So I I would love to go further deeper <laughs> with that in terms of I love that you that you tied it in with like the great pause. And part of the reason that I brought you on is like I would love for other you to I don't want to say like you by no means preaching to other people. <laughs> but no. I, I am so you know, I'm such a firm believer in Roger Bannister effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to hear someone else's story of like, hey, this is how I'm parenting. This is the thing that I'm experiencing because Lord knows I can't do this. <laughs> but in terms of allowing kids to be themselves could you speak and if you're like i want me to make that a clearer question i can but can you speak a little bit more on what that's looked like for you because mainly i'm like i thought you were already like (laughs) so doing that like you live in an rv and your kids like playing the dirt mounds and like from what i see on stories i'm like oh and like you and you're like i'm learning more about that could you speak about that a little bit yeah um so i started to see like certain patterns in how my oldest, um, like, oh, I can't think of any specific examples, but like how he would respond to like a change in schedule or like a route, like a routine that he has, um, how he would, um, like react to certain things that I was trying to basically that I was trying to get him to do. And I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that I like, I'm, it's like a reflection. They're like little mirrors on, Oh, that's how (laughs) I was. Like I was parented that way. So I'm parenting them that way. And that's the response I'm getting out of him. And I wish I had an example, maybe something will pop up um, just to make it more clear, but um, they are, they're such mirrors into for one, how you're responding. Like sometimes my daughter will raise her voice and like, she can flip a switch and I'm like, ooh, ooh, like, am I doing that? Am I modeling that behavior to them? Yeah. I don't think so. I try not to. Um, so that has 
that's what requires me to pause a little bit more in their response. How am I impacted or how am I impacting their response? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to keep, no, I'm going to keep going with this. Part of the reason I'm bringing this up is because there, to me, Steph and I have, have had a bunch of conversations in the DMs and such. Yes, Rona hit, but also racism mm-hmm. hit, right? And part of the reason that, like, racism, I don't say racism hit so hard, but part of the reason that the reaction was so good, so profound, was because we had the time mm-hmm. because everybody was home and, like, had a minute to pause and, like, think about things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, you know, Steph and I, you and I have talked about is this idea of like creating independent thinkers mm-hmm. um, or fostering independent thinking and the the fact that we have a lot of adults that don't do mm-hmm. that and the reality that mm-hmm. it likely starts when their kids. we're younger yes yes uh, well that's, and creating that's, sorry ahead. oh no, no, go, go, go. um i feel like we kind of strip away kids um want and desire with which I feel like they're born with to ask like, why, you know? (laughs) And so um, I feel like even within our school system or even as parents, we don't, we don't give them any agency over things. We tell them what to do and what to wear. And, you know, just, I, I have to stop and pause. I'm instead of trying to rush, like it takes time and it is kind of exhausting to be really intentional with how you're parenting and conscious about, um, the choices you're letting them make and how you're letting them make them. Like picking out clothes. I know I don't do that. Like I'm like, here's the weather. You know, you decide what you need to wear. I don't know what your body feels. Yeah. So I don't live there. <laughs> but I will yeah. give you the opportunity to figure it out for yourself. And I feel like yeah. as kids, they're born to ask why and they're born to try to figure things out on their own own if we would just let them but we strip them of that and then wonder why as adults <laughs> we don't have yes. um people that one ask why or two yes. even have the desire to want to figure out so this is this is so good Steph. yeah <laughs> it's so good it's so good can you speak a little bit about because you yeah you threw it in there that you're like it's not easy no. And it takes time. And I, I mean, this is, to me, you know, James Olivia, Nick Schrack 101, um, and whoever mm-hmm. they got it from, I, I'm blanking on the names, but just in terms of like, hey, we're going to combat urgency, like with care, because care takes mm-hmm. time. You can't rush that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have, have you found any, like, these are strategies that I've had to use to create the space so that I can react, respond in a, in a, in a better way? You know, I don't know better, but in a different way, or is it just like being more cognizant and more aware of things? A little bit of both, but I've also like asking them questions. So, yeah. and we are not like rigid, structured family as far as our days all look kind of different, but like there's a rhythm to it. And I think kids need that rhythm um, okay. or desire a rhythm of sorts. So, um, like bedtimes are big like we try to have a pretty good bedtime routine because sleep is so important I want them I want that to be a habit that they fostered at a young age so Mm -hmm. bedtime tends to bring up a lot of stuff from the day be it feelings or um 
you know, thoughts that they've had, questions that they have, which, you know, of course, bedtime's a lovely time to want to deep dive into all those things, <laughs> but it is what it is. That's the rhythm we've set. So, um, but like my oldest, he, he's a feeler and like, I don't know that he always really knows what he feels. And so we've done a lot of colors. Like he's like, mom, I'm sad. Like my heart feels blue or like I feel blue in my leg or, you know, like, and so we're piecing this stuff together. And so, or he'll draw a picture of it. He's not a, he's not a writer. That's not his forte, but he can draw pictures. Um, so, and he has words galore. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things we've done. This is amazing to me. And another thing that I feel like has been, big this year is and again nick strack mm-hmm. and and james olivia uh, putting words to it but like this this concept of breaking the binary yeah and this is for anything well you know getting away from that either or thinking getting away from this like you know very strong confined confined boxes and 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 descriptors for things and creating space for people you know and mm-hmm. th- that they feel safe in and seeing them as they want to be seen. Like, I love what you just said about little dude. <laughs> and that, like, it's not wrong that he doesn't have the right. words for it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is this, that's how mm-hmm. it is. And, the, like, I love that. What you said before, I think, is so huge mm-hmm. and sets a precedence for them to do it, hopefully, for other people, is asking yeah. them. Like, I, don't know, I didn't even think about that until you're like, I asked them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I asked my patients, yeah. like, why can't I extend that same, yeah. you know, space for them? Yeah. So. Nah, it's just, it, it is, it gets me thinking about like the, the whole pronouns. Oh. Uh, I don't want to say thing or issue, but like, all we have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like so much discussion about like, suppose I say the wrong thing, suppose, you know, X, Y, and Z. And instead, you could just be like, well, you could just ask. Mm-hmm. And then like, you'd be okay. And, also, like, and not- I'm like, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> but like not assume that the other person is offended like just yeah. you know, just make the change and move on or you know whatever it? whatever it whatever it is I just did um the webinar I watched the replay that Nick Strack did on her uh, on their five c's um the oh, bespoke, yes, 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 yeah yes, the bespoke yes. parenting and they um said something that I was like oh that's so yes so um it's like the whole both and, and it's like, yeah. Um, oh shoot, I totally lost it, but it's fine. It'll come back. <laughs> anyway, there. Um, it was really nice during the webinar to see. So they were talking a lot about how they um, work with their child or how they interact and ha- hold a relationship with their child. And it was nice to see that. Like, I'm just um, imagining like they have this. like kind of up here like a level ahead in parenting and they're like no 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 like I mess up all the time Mm -hmm. but I also know how to repair and or ask for repair do they need repair and so that was that was um I like huge that was I like this I I, this whole discussion about things has been so interesting to me again because I don't have kids but i have been parented mm-hmm. so i understand you know from that side of things but also you know my my whole shtick this this whole time has been like people need to like fucking work on themselves mm-hmm. and start there and and mm-hmm. to so many adults that like can't they only have reactions and can't actually take a moment to respond and so many people that don't feel safe 
and haven't created safe spaces for themselves and aren't asking questions of other people because they were never yeah. asked. So it's fascinating to me to yeah to learn about this and see someone working to try and implement this with kids. Because like, dude, there's a reason I didn't go into pediatric, <laughs> you know, PT. I'm like, that's just hard. Like, mm -hmm. uh, just like that's like that's a lot. Yeah. But it's fascinating to me to hear to hear you talk about this. You spoke a little bit before about like kind of privilege and I know we kind of throw that word out there and so we'll stick yeah. with it but do you feel that you've had a privilege or you've been it's been easier for you do you feel like you have more capacity than other people because of how you structured your life which you did by choice mm -hmm. with a lot of hard, hard hard fucking work but do you feel like that's played a role in your ability to do some of these things that maybe it's harder for other people because yeah. they're juggling other things? I don't know. Yes, absolutely. Like you definitely need to have the capacity for oh, holding space for that or even yeah. have pausing with your own stuff, like let alone holding space for your kids. So yes, not having to, I mean, I'm not struggling I've never been food insecure or, you know, like mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I've always had um, the means, like the, you know, the whole hierarchy of needs, like my basic needs yes. have been met and I'm moving up the ladder, you know, or yeah. so um, I think it does make it easier. Sure. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't like have some awareness. It doesn't yeah, take, no. like, I think that's the first thing, like you have to have awareness and, um, Extract mm -hmm. talks about that kind of like the whole conscious, um, oh, the, yeah. the whole like, having, yeah. uh, I know the quote, but like, oh, I can't even think. It's like, like understanding, absurd, yeah. understanding makes room for conscious choices. So, like, understanding, yet, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like understanding is a step up from like awareness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, first mm -hmm. I'm yeah. aware of it. And then, okay, once I really understand it, now I can have like a conscious choice and decision yeah. on it. So we're all making choices, whether we're conscious of them or not. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Has there been, how has it been with racial issues and racial, mm -hmm. I don't know, <laughs> learnings, progress, I don't know, with oh. your kids? And is that so, a I mean, it is because we do not have, I mean, I live in Indiana and yeah. <sighs> Like I get triggered driving down the road. Like I take different routes to get to some of my um, wow. clients' houses because I just know like I'll get triggered. Um, and again, wow. I sit with that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, Dr. J-Pop made a comment about this and I don't even remember what it, when she did it, but it might've been a webinar or something, but it was like holding compassion. No, it was on your podcast. Yeah. She's like, I'm holding yeah. compassion for them. I like, because yeah. I was very much like her and I was like, oh man, I feel bad that like, that's where they're yeah. at. But I'm like, no, I'm going to hold compassion because yeah, that's again, yeah. that's where they're at. I, I don't know their mm -hmm. experiences, but it is hard around here. Mm. Um, and also there's very little diversity in my community, yeah. like tiny, tiny. Yeah. What's even there? Exactly. So it, it is hard to, um, like for my kids to see it on a daily basis mm -hmm. and they're homeschooled. So it's not like they're going yeah, to school yeah, yeah. either with any types of diversity, but um, yeah. we, we are huge book readers, which is why my kids uh -huh. can read. So we read books to them and I am avid on like a plethora of cultures and diversity and colors and all of that stuff. And we do, we talk about how people are treated and that, <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. we could go down a whole rabbit hole of like my whole upbringing and foundational 
you know, in my religion that I grew up in and how it's like been rocked completely through the last four years or more, actually. So I just love all of it. Everything you're saying and just hearing, hearing your, your story, your experience. You know, we had a call last night. So Steph is is also part of the mafia. And last night we have one woman, Holly, she's in Singapore Mm -hmm. And Erica is in Australia, and the, those two places are doing a little bit better with, like, their measures and, and what's happening with Rona and things like that. And, you know, Holly was was speaking to Erica because Erica was concerned that things are going to open up again. She that she might lose some online business, mm-hmm. and Holly, being kind of three months ahead, was like, you know, this is, this is what I'm experiencing. But I spoke with Holly today. Uh, in the DMs, and she was like, "I don't know if it's as applicable to U.S., but like, I hope it helps somebody." And I was like, "Dude, it's always mm-hmm. applicable to hear someone else's lived experience." Mm-hmm. And I think that, and that's part of the reason I was really, and I am, and I was really stoked to bring you on. We just get—I don't want to say that we only get a, a sliver of, of what, of a sliver of insight into what's happening in the in the country, but we also get like kind of the extremes of things and there's like a lot of a lot of fear and a lot of anger that's being carried and i don't bring people on to ignore what's going on i don't bring people on to be like but look there is good stuff Mm -hmm. but i also do bring people on to be like hey this is also what's happening Mm -hmm. and this to me this stuff is remarkable people you know i love that stuff that you threw in there like yo this is different than when i how i was brought up and like this is amazing to me to hear like because yes we could choose to to focus on you know the terrible things because yes they're still there but i think it's also important to look at and have and have conversations with other people like and i love everything you're saying like this is so cool like it's not just hearing their story it's like believing their story like (laughs) you don't i don't i mean that's how it is with pt like if somebody's in pain they're in pain like that is what they're feeling you have to validate that i mean that to not is to like completely dehumanize them so and yet we do that all the time with all the time (laughs) all the time (laughs) All the time, I you know I keep circling back to the kid thing because I, it's just it's just such a tangible apparent mm-hmm. thing, and you see the effect that it has. Like I just some of the stuff that has been said and people are doing, and you're just like, for me, I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, as a PT, where I was like, well, where did it start? Why did it start? What's like, well, you know, it's a million contributory factors to things, mm-hmm. but we're like, but what, where? And then I keep going, kept going back to like, what happened? Mm-hmm in growing up and then i was like i only steph is my person to talk to you about this because she's raising these little humans and doing it in my humble opinion such a different way than i just i freaking love it and i'm just like wow i love that in the beginning of this too you, you kind of you spoke very briefly though about you know other people's judgment mm-hmm. on it and in my mind i'm like yeah we've all thought like the homeschooled kids but um as things unfold i'm like but she's doing it right <laughs> <laughs> not that this is right or wrong I break right. the binary I get it but also I'm just like right. fuck like I'm doing it this so, way and it's, it's working yeah. for us and everybody's going to do it a little bit differently but I think that's when like 
if <laughs> like the kids are our future. Like I know it sounds so cliche, yes. but like they are. Like if we want things to change, yes. they will not change overnight. They will change in generations. And how do we do that with our kids? And we don't give them any agency until they're 18. And then we're like, okay, now figure it out. Like what? Like you had them under your wing for 18 years. Like you sh- validate them. <laughs> You know, let them, if they say, I hurt right now, don't say, oh, it's okay. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's not to them. That is completely negating them. It's so frustrating. That's so many things. I think about the jackets all the time. I guess, like, the thing I go back to, I'm like, we don't know if that kid's cold or uh-huh. not. Oh, I still have to pause on that sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know what? No, go outside and you figure it out. Like, listen to your body. You know where your jacket is. Yes. I'm because I'm also sitting there and I'm like, maybe if I had done that a bit more growing up, I wouldn't be a little, little <laughs> baby like I am right now. Like, I'm like always cold now, but I'm like, this is also like a, a, a learned <laughs> yeah. behavior response thing. Like, I'm just like sitting, that's like always again because I'm like so viscerally opposed to the cold, <laughs> but I think about that and I'm just like, if that kid said they're fine, like. Mm-hmm then they're fine if the kids said they want to eat that thing yeah like, they want to eat that thing like it's so... if they don't like that food like don't force them to eat it yeah. like i just i mean we have them try things like we always say okay yeah. it's been a while yeah. since you've tried a tomato why don't we try one and see if you like it now because our tastes change as we get older like just you know i i yes i am by no means perfect <laughs> with oh, parenting like this but it is definitely is something I think everybody should at least look, try. <laughs> try. I, I mean, I look at it with Rupert. I know. He's a cat. I get it. <laughs> but I'm just like, if this is the food that you don't like that, like, what right. am I going to do? Be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, just keep offering it. Like, well, he'll get hungry enough. Like, he'll eat it eventually. <laughs> like, like I don't know how many that, times right? I had to sit at the table and eat my peas. Like, I don't make my kids do that. Like, <laughs> <gasps> it's, just, it's just such a... It transcends and extends into so many other things when you're able to just create space and hold space mm-hmm. and just honor what something else, what another entity is saying, feeling, doing, whatever. Like there's something, we need more of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I love hearing this from you. What, I, mean, I think I'm going to use this word. What gave you the courage, <laughs> I'll use that word, to like do this at all and be like, no, I'm going to raise, I'm going to homeschool. I'm going to live life a little bit differently than the status quo. Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, And I don't know that there's like this one profound thing, but I think once you start like on the fringe or outside of the box or, you know, Mm -hmm. against the grain, whatever term you want to use. I think once you start down that path, it just gets easier and easier to like stay on it, I guess. Like you get kind of rooted into it and you're like, Oh, I can do this differently and I can do that differently. And so it does, it makes it easier. And when you surround yourself with people that are doing things like that, it's, it's easier to do as well. Like I, followed when we did the RV thing before we even left I was on like all kinds of Facebook groups of all these people doing I'm like what like everybody's doing it you know but when you talk to people and they're like you're gonna do what (laughs) you know so yeah yeah. like did you with this 
because you're on a you're on a farm mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. like it's an actual farm when all of this stuff was happening with grocery stores having no food mm-hmm. was there fear was there the same level of i mean you don't know what other people's fear mm-hmm. but like was that an did that impact you? I don't really know like how much right. food you get from the bar and things like that. Of, but like Yeah, we were in an RV at that point in time, but so we can't store a ton, but my in-laws are right next door and like we always have stuff in the freezer. We we have even before Rona would buy half a hog like every six months. So we always had yeah. meat in the freezer. Wow. And my family, I grew up, we canned everything. Like I think that's probably mm-hmm. all we ate. Like if I think back, I'm like, that's probably all we ate and in the in the winter was stuff from our pantry that we had you know canned and froze from from um the garden so we do that now i have a pantry full of stuff but it's not because i'm a prepper and you know preparing for the end of the world it's because well i don't know i it's yeah it's what we do this is what i grew up doing in this i don't know i like to eat food out of that i like to grow that stuff i like to garden i like to do that stuff so i don't know it's not a chore or task to me whereas it would be for some for someone else i is my hope that again with rona and these things with people just getting exposed to other things and whether they're maybe maybe i feel like i'm going to use the word exposed two ways here they're getting exposed two different things and they're also realizing how they might be exposed so for me i said i think probably did in some podcast when everything first started i was just like if things got like bad like i would be dead like i can't like grow i had to die i'm gonna drive to indiana because i'm like i can't grow stuff mm-hmm. or haunt and like that was like that's like where my my biggest shortcoming is like i i have these other uh, skill set over here but like this is like a glaring omission here there's like wilderness survival stuff but I think it's such a. I'll share my food I with you, Shantae. I'm driving over. I'll be there. <laughs> I have, my car gets 11 miles per gallon, so maybe I won't make it. I don't know. We'll see. You'll never make it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's my hope, at least for me, right? And being exposed and having these things exposed, and also being exposed to other people and how they, and how they live, that we could see the beauty of both mm-hmm. and. And like, ideally moving forward, being like, how can we share? How can we learn from each other? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what can we do to, to fill that gap? Like, the safety to me that, that I assumed, and I should have known, but that I assumed that, you know, my perceived, my perception of your safety as it related to that mm-hmm. specific thing, I was like, I think Steph feels safer. <laughs> than most people that are raiding the grocery stores right now. Like that's a, and to me, I was like, that's a really good level of safety to have. Like, it's just, to me, your life is just so, it's different. It's so good. And it's like, I love hearing about it. I love just thinking about it. And I'm like, wow. And I love what you just said that if you get started Mm -hmm. with most things, it gets a bit easier to continue kind of doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely. I mean, I, I love hearing you on here and having you on here and mainly like I do with a lot of people so they can hear that you didn't die. <laughs> like that's what, you know, for so many things that people just like want to know they're not going to die. Right. Like, can I do this thing? Am like, I, I live okay? this way and I didn't die. Yeah. And this person lived this like, way oh. and they didn't die. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, that's, that's, it's just, I love it. It's refreshing to me. It's nice to, I don't, you get stuck in your bubble. Mm-hmm. Where I live is great. Like, I feel very safe. Mm-hmm. There's there's some diversity, but there's also a lot of acceptance. But, you know, 
we talk about flyover states and like, I don't, you know, like, where is, what the hell is, where even is this place? It's really nice to then hear from someone who's there right. and then hear their life and hear the depth of their life. Like you're just doing so much and thinking about so many things, Steph. It's just, I'm grateful for you. Oh. I'm super grateful. This is Feel so, the same. so, so good. So good. Uh, I've got an eye on the time, so I'll probably wrap us up. But sure. uh, before I do that, number one, if folks want to talk to you about canning stuff <laughs> or anything like that, how can they reach you? Um, so, I mean, I have an email, but Instagram, I'm I'm on. Yeah. I love Instagram. It's it's amazing. Um, but it's s.hine.pt. For so long, I knew your last name was Hine, <laughs> and yet I was like, it's Shine. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know that. Well, my business is Shine. So exactly. Been. And I was like, what the fuck? It's just, ah. uh, we'll drop that in the show notes, my friends. And then my typical last question, mm-hmm. my friend, which is, is there anything that you would like to leave the people with? Ooh. Uh, I think, like, find some renewed, like, spirit to ask why <laughs> and says who <laughs> are like the the words or the questions that I ask when I hear these like definitive statements on like kids need structure they need school they need this they need to learn at this level in this pace and you should do life this way and I would urge people to ask why and says who Man, this is why I love you so good <laughs> So, so good. So, so good. Dr. Stephanie, thank mm-hmm. you. This was... Thank you. Fills my cup. Fills my soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You folks listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything, and you chose to listen to us. And for that, I am... We are both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. As always, I'm not going to ask you for any likes or reviews or subscriptions, whatever it's even called If you loved it, if you enjoyed it, if it really resonated with you, let's keep on connecting and share this with someone who you think it could benefit. And then go and question the things. Ask why, ask says who. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Dr. Stephanie Hine and Maestro, 